0: Thanks for checking out Covenants Podcast. Our prayer is that God uses this message to impact your life.
1: Well, good morning. You know, as I was watching uh, the the bumper uh, video that we've been using through this series. The last one, did you know, Jesus meets the the religious. Um, We're not going there. Uh, Felt really... uh, couple of weeks ago for a variety of reasons, just that, that push to move away from that, and we're going to, it's Jesus meets the tormented. Now some of you go, that's the same deal, uh, same thing, um, but you're going to find uh, this morning, uh, I pray that you got your, your, uh, your seat belt buckles on and, and uh, prayed up and ready to receive God's word. I invite you to turn with me to, in your Bibles, to Mark uh, chapter 5, whether you're watching Online or maybe you're tuning in a podcast later on but mark chapter 5 uh, That's where we're gonna spend some time and just before we read that if you if you back up prior to that passage we see jesus and his disciples they're they're crossing the sea of galilee right they've spent time with the crowds and and jesus is kind of worn out and needs a break and so uh they they uh they get in their boat they're heading across the sea and and the storms uh, and the wind uh kicks up and it threatens their lives and but jesus is taking a nap right and as the waves toss the boat um the disciples you know are, are frantic but jesus sleeps the, and the disciples they start to ask jesus jesus what do you what, what's the deal what's going on well, don't you care don't you care about the storms of life don't you care about the troubles that we're going through right now in the midst in the face of the storm and and jesus wakes up and jesus speaks and the storm stops and the disciples are, are like in awe they're like man who is this guy who is jesus as if they hadn't already seen all the miracles that he had performed up to this point But that's an important question to answer, isn't it? It's the question that we've wanted to help you answer through this sermon series, Meet Jesus. Because we don't ever want you to come to covenant and leave covenant without meeting Jesus, without meeting Jesus, not just to know about Jesus, but to know, to really know who Jesus is the real Jesus, the Jesus with a power and authority over all of creation, who heals the sick and instills the storms and defeats evil and the powers and principalities of darkness. So turn with me, let's, let's read Mark chapter five, beginning in verse one. They went across the, the lake, again, to the region of the Gerasenes, when Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. The man lived in the tombs and no one could bind him anymore, not even with the chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, uh, allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission. And the impure spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 two in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake, and they were drowned. Those tending the pigs ran off and reported this to the town and Countryside and the people went out to see what had happened for themselves, and when they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legion of demons sitting there, dressed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well, and the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting back into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged him Uh, to go with him. And Jesus did not let him, but said, go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word in advance. Just thank you, God, for this, this opportunity that we have to come into this place to be called by your name and give us ears to hear, a desire to not only hear, to to receive knowledge, but impart to us knowledge that would transform us and change the way we live in the midst of and in the face of opposition and evil. And so God, uh, guard this place as we take and tackle this passage, guard me and each person who Uh, Who listens in, regardless of where they're at or what's going on, put a hedge of protection around us and allow us to enter fully into your presence with thanksgiving and praise. And in your name we pray. Amen. So part one of this story is we get to learn about this dude. Uh, He's got this wiry, uh, bristly clump of hair. He's got a beard, you know, kind of down to his belly. It's ribboned with blood and eyes are darting uh, deliriously in every direction refusing to fix he's naked he's not wearing any sandals and so the rocks are cutting his feet he's he, he doesn't wear any clothes and so he takes those rocks up in his hands and he begins to beat himself with stones his skin is is blotched with uh, bruises it's like ink stains Open sores are attracting flies from the nearby uh, uh, Galilean slums. He's hostile. He, he's a- a abandoned. He's burdened. He's bruised. Aloof, detached. He's he's separated and isolated from decent and proper society. In fact, it says his home is in a, a, a limestone mausoleum on some beachfront property. Because apparently he feels more at home among the dead than the living, which pleases the living, by the way. You see the, his, his, the cracked shackles on his legs, the broken chains on his wrists. Simply put, you can't control this guy. Uh, nothing holds him, nothing. After all, how do you manage pure chaos? So travelers, they skirt the area, and, and those who come to bury their dead, they're, they're afraid but I'll tell you what, I'm pretty sure that he hadn't always been like this. This, this was somebody's child. This was, this was probably a really cute kid. Maybe he, even, he even, maybe he was at some point an honor student. He was you know, captain of the rowing team, I don't know. But along the way, something happened. He snapped. He changed. And the villagers, they're left with a problem, but we're left with a picture. We're left with a picture of the work of Satan. How else do you explain something, someone like this, right? The, the violent rages of a father, the, 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 the secret binges of a mother, the suicide of a teenager, child abuse, addiction, pornography, sex trafficking, Satan does not set still. Just look at the headlines. Look at the headlines week after week If you want to see evidence of evil uh, Of the the forces of demonic in in our world today The mass shootings this week in Atlanta Racial hatred that leads to such unfathomable acts of domestic violence Terrorism Yeah, I, I get it may be more complicated than that But let's call it what it is Let's call it what it is. It's pure evil. It's evil. Let's not get so numb to that that we can't feel that, that we don't lament that, that we don't grieve over that, that we don't weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. That we can't have compassion on the victims, not just the eight who were killed, not just the six Asian women who were killed, but our entire communities, Asian community, people of color who, who just don't feel safe. Those among us, brothers and sisters, gotta do better, gotta do more, gotta stand. Not with easy answers, pious platitudes, but in Jesus' name. The devil is no fairy tale, guys. It's no fairy tale. The demonic world is is not folklore. It's not myth. It is as real as it is horrible. It happens every day. It is said that the, the greatest accomplishment uh, uh, of the devil is to convince people that he does not exist, to lull us into some sense of, 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 of sleep. Modern naturalistic rational thinking dismisses the spiritual realm, it only believes. Uh, what the mind can conceive, and eventually what the mind can explain, uh, what we can touch and see and feel, and eventually by scientific method prove. But I'll tell you that 90% of the world gets this. When I talk to missionaries, when I talk to indigenous leaders around the world in the years that I worked as a vice president of Scholar Leaders International, they got it. Far more quickly than most of us do in the comfort of our uh, 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 of a first world evangelical Bucks County bubbles, right? Where, where at times our lack of awareness and preparation may lead us to think that we can, that we can walk into battle in a bathrobe and slippers. You know, I have I, thought about this topic actually almost for as long as I've been here. And, and I've wondered, and I've talked to a few of you, like, is this, is this a topic that's even been touched at Covenant? And, and, and at least it's hard-pressed for people to go, have we talked about this? And, I, and I'm sorry for that. So often that is honestly the case. But I'll tell you this, that part of why I'm attuned to that is I, I've never been through, I've been through five building programs. I've been through a variety of, of watching God move and shake, and, and almost in every situation where there's advance, there's resistance. In our personal lives or in our collective lives of the church, why are we surprised that when we see ground being taken, that Satan's like, uh-uh. Now, when we sit back and we coast and we're comfortable, he's good with that. You get it. The devil is more than, 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 than this little dude in a red suit and a pitchfork, right? You only deceive yourselves by scoffing at the reality of Satan and the demonic forces who do his bidding, if you take a look at the story and you, you take a look at this guy, you, you see some of the frequent signs of spiritual oppression. In this case, the self-imposed pain. He was a cutter, all right? About 17% of people will harm themselves some point in their lives. Half of them through cutting. But it may not be a, a, a rock or a razor blade. It may be through drugs or alcohol or sex or, or work or food. Hell makes us hurt ourselves. Why? Because the, the devil wants to distort or destroy our ability to see ourselves or our ability to see others as those who have been created in the image of God. He wants to distort that, the imago Dei. He wants to distort that. Another sign is obsession with death and darkness. Even unchained, this, 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 this crazy guy, this wild man, uh, loitered among the dead. Evil feels at home there, communicating with the deceased, um, sacrificing the living, a morbid fascination with death and dying, and then there's this endless torment that we see. He screamed day and night. His thoughts and his actions were frenetic. They were chaotic. They were frantic. Jesus says, right, come unto me and I will give you rest. Come unto me and I will give you peace. But in Matthew 12, 43, it says that the evil spirit wanders looking for rest, but it finds none. Isolation. Another sign, it's, it's part of, uh, of, of Satan's plan, his ploy in 1 Peter 5, 8. It tells us that the devil prowls around like a lion, right? Seeking someone to devour a, a lion who's on the hunt always likes to you know sort out the herd and find that one lone individual to go after it becomes easier prey the worst thing to do the worst thing to do is is sometimes unfortunately the natural thing that we do when we feel that kind of torment and harassment is we isolate we distance we don't we don't talk but that's exactly what he wants don't go through it alone there, there's, there's, there's power in, in, in the fellowship, in the bonds. To know that he didn't give us a spirit of, of fear, right? But a power and of self-control. And he gave us the body that we might join and link up arms with one another. The scripture presents uh, varying degrees of demonic influence or control. The word here, uh, though may be best translated, uh, demonized. Demonized rather than uh, what many of the translations will share, demon possession. And I think the reason for that is demons cannot possess in the sense of owning. They they can influence, and to the the degree of of influence, they control. Now, first service, uh, I just want to tell you they didn't do very well at this, so I expect better of you all. But uh, take the word evil, all right? Take the word evil, put... The letter D in front of it, and what do you get? You are way better than the first service. I hope no one watches that from the first service, but they're a little slower with that. But yeah, that's what you get. Few people uh, uh, doubt the existence of evil, but a lot of people minimize or dismiss or doubt that at the root of evil is the devil. Doesn't dismiss. So I don't want you to get the idea that there are other major contributors to, to bondage and, 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 and to pain, because we live in an imperfect and a fallen world, right? We do. The fact that, the fact that um, you know Josh the fact that your 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 uh, bracket was busted doesn't mean there is a bracket busting demon. Okay, uh, you know Ohio State, Virginia, Texas. That, that's, that's the work of the devil. No, it's, it's just the way it is. Sorry, you made a bad choice. All right? I, I did too. Um, uh, the, the fact that you couldn't, you know, when you went to Costco this week and you couldn't find a parking spot within a mile, right, that doesn't mean that there are parking uh, spot, uh, you, you know, demons or that you should call in the the, the parking spot angels, Okay? Um, again, why are you going to Costco at Saturday at 2 o'clock? Um, uh, it's just life. We live in a fallen world, and we are fallen. We're fallen. We're imperfect. Would you agree? We often can be our own worst enemy, right? Don't blame Satan for your bad choices. The devil didn't make you do it. Take responsibility. Satan's not in control, right? especially not when you give your life to Jesus because Jesus and Satan, they can't occupy the same space. Demons can harass. Demons can lie and deceive and entice and play on our emotions and desires, but they do not own. But here's an equal truth. You're not in control either. I'm not in control either. You don't own you. You don't own you. You, you, you don't have authority over anything. Ultimately, only Jesus has authority over sickness, over sin, and over evil spirits, over life and death. Jesus steps out of the boat. All right, he steps out of the boat. He's, he's, he's fully rested, and he's locked, and he's loaded, and he's ready for battle. Part two of our story is is the miracle. Picking up in verse six, when this man saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted, at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? In God's name, don't torture me, for Jesus had said to him, come out of this man, you impure evil spirit. Does this strike you as odd? The demonized maniac is running to Jesus, and he's falling on his knees in a posture of worship, and at the same time, he's yelling at him. I, I remember I remember uh, uh, being invited to uh, a woman in the church where I was pastoring uh, To visit her mom in the hospital All right And, and, and uh, I got there and, and this woman had Chapter and verse she had the Bible And she had it highlighted Especially Revelation just highlighted And she kept reciting passages to me And telling me about visions that she had Of Christ's return and, and of heaven and, and, then, and then it's like her, 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 her head just spun Okay And, and she started calling me names and uh, accusing me of, of tricking her, accusing the doctors of, of being against her, and she got so loud and so agitated that uh, the medical staff, the nurse, actually had to come in and, 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 and medicate her and calm her down. Someone, she was just deeply troubled, and, and I'll t- I mean, it was, it was a little frightening to me. One of the first times as a pastor that I had encountered that directly and and, and I'm like, what am I, I doing every time, every time, and I know why now, every time I started to pray or talk or share Jesus, it got worse, right? And all I could do is think back to my sisters, you know, who are older and, 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 and not as good as me. They, they, uh, they, they, they watch those movies, you know, like heads spinning around and stuff. And I, I caught a glimpse of a few of those, and I'm like, uh, what's going on here? This battle, someone deeply troubled, confessing and cursing at the same time, a battle going on in their minds and in their spirits. The demons, you see, are drawn to Jesus like, 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 uh, like bugs, to one of those bug zappers. They know his name, they, they know his rank, they know his power and his position, and they know that whatever he said to them, that, 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 uh, that they were going to have to do it. And so they, they try to bargain with him. And Jesus asked, what is your name? They say, my name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. Now, a Roman Legion is, is like uh, three to 6,000 soldiers. So it's saying that there's a lot of demons, all right? There's a lot of them. And uh, it, it also, in that imagery by Legion, it's like they were soldiers. They were well-equipped. They were, they were ready for battle. So we have thousands of demons who can speak, who have personality, and who have power, right? Taking up residence in this guy. Now, I, I get that, that that's, that's, that's kind of a, an extreme story, right? It's an extreme story. Maybe it's why, why it's, it, it, it's, it's not touched. It's not preached very often. It's pretty extreme. It may not be something that, that you have ever seen or seen very often, but still the devil is real and the battle is real. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're not in a spiritual battle. In fact, when you came to Christ, it put you in the battle. Jesus calls Peter, right? Who's a follower, a Christian. He's, he's one of the big three. And, and when they were disagreeing about the, the building of the church, about the, the movement, about Jesus having to suffer and, and die, um, Jesus calls Peter Satan. He says, like, get get behind me, Satan. Now, I don't know, I mean, but I would think if, 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 if I was Peter, I'd be like, that's a pretty bad day. Jesus just called me Satan. That's, that's, I'm having a pretty bad day, right? And he had a few of them. But, but the point is, you can be a, a devoted follower, committed follower of Jesus Christ, and you can be influenced by Satan. If that was true of Peter, it's certainly true of us. No one is beyond being harassed, of coming under the deception of the devil. I mean, just, just be real about it. Think about whatever you struggle with, kind of that signature sin, that thing that you wrestle with, that thing that, you know, if you're real honest, like it, it, it's kicking you in the behind. I can say it that way, right? It's okay. But, but but you're wrestling with that, pride or selfishness or anger or greed or sloth or gossip or, or lust or vanity. See, the deal is whenever you give into that, you're, you're giving... The devil, a toehold, a foothold into your life. It's a war. It's a war. It's a battle. It's a battle for your soul, for your devotion. It's a battle for your good. It's a battle for the well being of your marriage and of your kids, of your family, of your testimony, for the, your impact on the world, for the advance of the gospel. It's a battle. Satan, Satan wants to take us out of the battle and, and one way he does that is by force but the other way is just by standing back and letting you keep on keeping on doing little to nothing on the sideline doubting AWOL see like it or not though you and I were in the thick of it and I, and I don't Say that. I mean, this is not so that you panic. Don't be afraid, all right? Don't, you don't need to be afraid. But I do want you to be awake. I do want you to be alert. I do want you to be aware. I do want you to be prepared, right? And that's why we're urging Ephesians 6 to put on, to put on the full armor of God. If there's a passage that, you, you know, maybe... the the evangelical Orthodox kind of church has gone to, at least it's here, it's like put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our struggle is not against what flesh and blood but against the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil. It's a battle, but get this, and this is the point of the story, in God's presence, the devil is a wimp. I mean, he's he's a mean dog, okay, but he's on a really really short leash, all right. Satan Satan is to God what 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 I am to LeBron James in a pickup game of one on one. I don't know why you're laughing because in my prime, it, it, but not anymore. It's no contest, all right. It, it's like it, it's like it's like a mosquito to a stick of dynamite. I mean. There's no contest. All right, we're, we're gonna call this next section in verses 11 to 13, the Bay of Pigs. All right, it says, the demons begged Jesus, send us among the pigs, allow us to go into them. And he gave them permission. He gave them permission. And the evil spirits came out and went into the pigs and, 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 and the herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep banks into the lake and were drowned. These demons couldn't even lease, you know, a pig without permission, they, they, they recognized that Jesus was the Son of God. They got the Trinity, they, and they knew they were going to be judged by him. You see, demons have, they have, they have a really sound theology, all right? But nothing in the text, including the parallel text in Matthew or Luke, indicates why the demons wanted to, to, to go into a herd of pigs, all right? Except, except I think they wanted to avoid what was ultimately their reality to be thrown into the abyss but I don't want you to get all sidetracked here on this section to focus on feeling bad for the pigs, all right? Don't get stuck there. Or to wonder why anything that, you know, uh, can produce something as wonderful as bacon, how that could possibly be evil. Uh, or, or to conclude that your pet, who, you know, who has destroyed your house might be possessed, all right? I just want you to forget all that. Forget the pig, because here's the deal. I want you to see this tormented, demonized man, broken and begging at the feet of Jesus, free at last, free, peace. John 3, 8, it says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. But if you ask someone, why did Jesus come? This is not usually what I hear. It's like, yeah, he came to appease the wrath of God. He came to uh, die on a cross so that... um, his, his shed blood would, would provide forgiveness and covering over my sins, and he rose from the dead so that I might have life again. But, but he came to destroy the works of the devil. Colossians 2.15, it says, God disarmed the evil rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross of Christ. Amen? His victory is our victory what we're walking into as we head into holy week is victory in jesus over the schemes over the the powers and principalities of evil a maniac set free by a miracle and that brings us to the missionary in verses 14 to 17 when the people saw the pigs piled up on the beach and the, the maniac, whom no one could help, is now uh, 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 is is sitting calmly, and he's dressed neatly, and he's speaking coherently. It 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 scared them. Maybe they were afraid that if if Jesus like could change that guy, what kind of change might he bring about in their own life? They're, they're probably a little, you know, uh, angry that 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 he, he's destroyed part of their livelihood. Okay. But I think there's this deal where Jesus' power frightened them. His power frightened them, just like it did the demons. So they, they, they wanted nothing to do with Jesus. They wanted him to go. And let me be frank with you. If you like your life the way it is, if you're comfortable and complacent with your life, if you're satisfied with your life the way it is, then you should be afraid of the power of Jesus. Not the kind of fear that causes you to shrink back, but the kind of reverent awe around the awesome power of Jesus Christ, who loves you the way you are, but loves you too much to leave you the same. He wants to change you. And and I'll just say it, like, and i say it to myself, we need to be changed. We desperately need to be changed. And He has the power to change us, to set us free. He didn't come to scare the world, right, but to save it, to set us free from bondage, to sin, and to self, and to sa- and, and Satan. Let's finish the story in verses 18 to 20. As Jesus is getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed uh, begged to go with him, and Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people, and tell them how much the Lord has done for you, and how he has had mercy on you. So the man uh, went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him and all the people were amazed, were amazed are you amazed? Maniac miracle, missionary, the story of a changed life this this man wanted to go with Jesus, he wanted to follow Jesus he felt indebted and, and so appreciative of Jesus of being set free by Jesus in the power of the name of Jesus but Jesus wouldn't let him into the boat even though you know he was he was on, on the wrong side of the lake, this was pig country. This is the, the land of Gentiles, and what Jesus did is is he he sent out the first homegrown missionary, the least likely from among them, right to share the good news, to share the good news, to tell the story of the Lord's power and mercy, to give an eyewitness account of what was but now is the account of the power of Jesus to overcome evil with good and to set the captives free. Such, I think that the best thing we landed on in this sermon series was to, to, to capture eyewitness accounts and testimonies and stories of people meeting Jesus in our church, right? So this week I've asked someone else to tell their story of the Lord's power and the Lord's mercy, a story of God's authority over the torment that he was experiencing in his own life. So take a listen uh, to Javen Kant's story.
0: My story today starts just a few years ago. I came home from a difficult deployment uh, serving in the, in the United States military. And I completely lost all sense of my value and belonging. And at that point, I I wasn't sleeping at all. I was spending, uh, I was was drinking to get to sleep. And I did that every night for about a year until um, God came in and he just, he said, your, are mind, and I'm holding on to you. Um, and he, he just never let me go off the cliff. It was like I kept running on the edge of the cliff, and he, he held me from absolutely destroying my, my life. After God saved me from taking my own life, I still was having trouble sleeping. I was still in a constant sense of, a constant state of pain. Just living in internal agony with a smile on the outside. And I started going back to counseling. And I started working through deployment and childhood and anything that's happened in between and just working through where's my heart, where's my heart in relation to God's Word and who God is. And I started approaching God's Word to know what's in God's Word, um, to learn about it. And what hadn't happened is I hadn't met the power of Jesus. I was reading to learn. I wasn't reading to meet Jesus. And a uh, one of the the folks in my small group sat down with with me at, at my kitchen counter and said, "I had a dream about you a few months ago." She said, "In the dream, your soul was on fire, just burning in pain." And. Then all of a sudden, God just snuffed it out. And it was, you were at peace. And I sat there and I thought to myself, well, that's an interesting dream. And uh, I don't know much about that stuff. So uh, thank you for sharing. But on the inside, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it wasn't until February of the next year, almost three months later, I came home and I realized that I had been sleeping for two weeks. And the pain inside was just gone, just completely released. I realized that God's power had just reached in and changed the mental cloud that was inside of me. And meeting Jesus when all you can see is pain. For me, there was a a sweet freedom internally. And in transparency, it's not a miracle story that has a simply happy ending. There's been difficulty in the past year. There has been moments of fighting and war and, I know that I live in a spiritual war. I know that every day when I walk out of the door, my decisions and my conversations with people have a much greater magnitude. I think that awareness comes from my own internal pain and meeting Jesus and how powerful that was. But it also comes from being other places in the world and seeing how raw and real evil can be in a human's heart and as it comes out of them. And I recognize it in my own heart. And I see that God can take what I mean for darkness and difficulty and pain and turn it into something that's absolutely beautiful.
1: Amen. Amen. Amazed. Amazing. Not just Javen's story, it's, it's really God's story, right? Me, Jesus, Jesus who can set you free. Not always immediately and always permanently this side of heaven, but, but there is power, there is forgiveness, there is freedom and healing and victory in the name of Jesus. First John 4:4, it says, Greater is He who is in you than he who is in the world greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world amen do you believe it do you believe it do you receive it do you you then suit up in that jesus every single day because we're in a battle every single day so suit up in jesus so that you can stand your ground in his power and authority right the belt of truth the the breastplate of righteousness, the the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Stand in His power. Stand in His authority. Pray in the Spirit. And in the words of James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Satan can disturb us, but he cannot defeat us. The the punchline of our passage is that there is power in the name of Jesus. There is victory in the name of Jesus to break every chain, every chain of sin and Satan. One word from Christ and the demons are swimming with the swine. One word from Jesus and the old man is clothed and in his right mind. One word from Jesus and, and, and a troubled, tormented soul can sleep. All in the name of Jesus. So remember, I don't ever want you to come to covenant and leave covenant without meeting that Jesus, right? Not just to know about Jesus, but to know, to really know who Jesus is, this Jesus, in the power of his name. Meet Jesus today. I pray that you meet Jesus, that you've met Jesus, that you'll walk with Jesus, that you'll stand with Jesus. Jesus who has power and authority over, over all, all, the, all those demons that we all face in our lives. No, no matter their name or their number. See, Jesus died on that cross. As we walk these next couple of weeks, as we, we take that journey, we take that path with Jesus, that Jesus died on that cross, not just to forgive us of our sins, awesome, powerful, not just to appease the wrath of God, but to destroy and to defeat the schemes of the devil we we fight from a position of victory right tormented troubled confused afraid alone angry alienated ashamed I don't want you to leave here without meeting Jesus without being touched by Jesus, set free by Jesus. In Jesus name free, bow your heads with me. Just by the very nature, God, I, I know by, by talking through this passage, by bringing up the reality of the demonic, by, by talking about the evil that's present in our world. And right away there's there's like, satan's not happy <laughs> because we're going to take ground jesus in your name and your strength and your power for your honor for your glory and i pray that over every person who's watching who's listening maybe they're going to grab this message in two weeks or in two years but it's going to be at the moment of your choosing and i pray In the power of your name, I pray for the captives to be set free, for bonds to be broken. So thank you for inviting us into this place. For putting a hedge of protection around us and around this church. For we need it. And for speaking your name in power. And in love and in healing and in forgiveness and in freedom in and over our lives. So I don't know what it is. Church, I don't know what it is. Right now, whatever that thing is that maybe, maybe you did come in. Maybe, maybe, I don't know what the degree is, but man, you're just you're just tired. You're just maybe you, you feel alone. You feel afraid, maybe you feel harassed and tormented and you're wrestling and you're struggling. And and I just wanna, right now, I wanna, I want everyone just to, 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 to pray in Jesus name over your life. Whatever you need. God, according to your will and to your word. Thank you. Thank you for setting us free. Thank you for holding us firm. Thank you for protecting us and going to battle for us. Arm us as we suit up Jesus in you today and every day as we head out into the battle, that we do it in strength and in power because we we stand in your name, Jesus. We walk in your name, Jesus. We're not afraid. There's victory in you, Jesus. We claim it today. Claim it over lives today with thanksgiving and praise, for we are amazed by you, Jesus. You amaze us. You give us a story to share, to be your ambassadors of this kind of good news in the midst of the evil. So thank you for this time. Pray all this in your name, in the mighty name of Jesus.